Continued support of Worldviews with Ken Mills on Boston Houston Network. Tonight, we have a very special, very special show that we have planned for you. This is called Influence. Influence meaning like, I know sometimes you think about people being under the influence, having a few too many drinks, or people influencing others such as peer pressure. But that's not the influence that I'm talking about. The influence that I'm talking about is content creation. I know many of you, you're probably on your smartphone now or probably going through social media. Heck, you're watching me on social media. So these individuals that I have today, they're going to bring you that aspect of how they create content for consumption across social media platforms. And they're very successful doing it. We're going to go into the different topics and also some of the current events that's going on as well. So what I'd like for you to do, just stick with us here very, very short, very short. We're going to go to a quick commercial break, but when we return, we'll have our first illustrious guest. You're now here with Worldviews with Ken Mills on Boss Up Houston Network. <laughs> Let's talk business. Let's talk fashion. Let's talk health, fitness, community, lifestyle, and finance. Boss Up Houston, Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. It's Boss Up Houston, where we look up, stay up, and boss up. Welcome back, family. We're here. Now, this young lady to my left. I'm going to give her the proper introduction. 
I've been following her, I'd say, a bit of three weeks now. And every day when I turn on YouTube, this subscription pops up and there's some new content that's out there. She has a dynamic perspective and also a welcoming and beautiful personality. Introducing to you now, Misha B. Mackin. Hello, everyone. I'm Misha B. Mackin. Misha B. Mackin. <laughs> yes. How you come up with that name, Misha B. Mackin? <laughs> well, um, so, of course, my name is Misha. So, growing up um, in the streets, we would hang out, and everybody had a song for their name. And all my cousins came up with um, the Mac Mommy. Hmm. So it was, uh, <laughs> somewhere in there was like, oh, the Mac Mommy. So I just, as I got older, just adapted Misha B. Mackin for social media. And of course, everyone calls me Misha. Most definitely, most definitely. So what I'm hearing in your vocal inflection, you're not necessarily from Houston directly. <laughs> no, um, actually I'm bi-coastal. I've lived in California, born and raised. And I did 10 years in Maryland. Okay. So. 10 years in Maryland. Yes. So the East. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So by being by coastal, I know mm -hmm. you saw a bunch of regional differences. Oh, yes. 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 And I can kind of see that being applied to your daily blogs that I see. It's a certain uh -huh. level of uh, class and also a certain level of uh, colloquialism as well. Okay, okay, okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, yes. So tell us how you started with your vlogs, how you started with that entire premise. Well, um, I started off doing unboxings of luxury items because that's what um, I go to YouTube for. Anything I want to buy, I go and I look at um, other YouTubers. So, um... What happened was I just, I don't know, it had to be like my, my third video. I went out of state to Mississippi and I vlogged it. And then like people just, they love like me vlogging and talking about what I'm doing, where I'm going and getting my nails done and my hair. And ladies just, they love it because they want to know too. Like, where'd you get that from? Where did you do this at? And I mean, it's, it's like a community. So I like it. So I, I can help but notice because mm -hmm. I'm, High-end fashionista. Uh-huh, okay. <laughs> so I saw a Celine bag. <laughs> Cresha, I'm going to figure out where, where she got it from and how I can get you one. So tell us. I know that's right. Tell us about that. How do you find these luxury items? Okay, so um, I also do believe in pre-owned items also. Mm -hmm. So um, the whole thing with that is finding a good... A good seller like um, brands like Trade C and Fashion Pile, those like trusted, the authenticated, because those are expensive. You know, uh, it's a over three thousand dollar bag, but you know you get it for a fraction of the price for someone who is like, oh, I don't want it anymore. It's last season, you mm. know. So like, those are other ways to do it. So I do believe in in my channel. We can all look bomb and look nice, and then just like mix highs and lows. Mm. Mix highs and lows, like mm -hmm. what you mean? Highs and lows, as in um, your shoes. Your shoes can be um, just regular. You can go to Target, get some nice slides or something, but your bag, I do believe the investment is in your bag. Hmm. Yes. Hmm. I don't know if a man can get away with buying some shoes from <laughs> Target and wearing them and then wear a polo shirt. I don't know. <laughs> you know what? I Maybe not. But I do think a lot of women, you know, they go and they buy slides and sandals and 
the bag is like the thing that we look at the most though. Shoes and bags, but mainly a nice bag. Okay. I also understand that you have a body care line as well. I do. I have a body care line. I make sugar scrubs. I'm really, really, um, with everything else going on, I haven't put it on the front street, but it is still very important to me because body care is something that's necessary. I think it inflects on your mental health also, especially um, women who have daily tasks that they do, and I just think you should set aside one day for yourself. So body care, to me, is it's essential. So body care... Can you outline? Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I, I make sugar scrubs. Mm -hmm. I make sugar scrubs. And um, when you set that time to, you don't have to do them every day. But when you really want to just relax and you just, you know, um, damp your body and you put the scrub on you. And it just, it just softens your skin, get the dead skin off. And so when you do that, you just, you just feel soft. You just, you just feel so soft. So I feel like that's essential for women to feel good. Once you, you know, you get home, you unwind, you bathe. I think that's something that needs to be done because it inflicts on your mental health. Like if you feel like not great, you feel like just, you just, sometimes you can feel just disgusted with yourself that whole day. You're just like, okay, I didn't have a great day. It was lousy. But as soon as you give self-care, you feel better. I know I do. So from a male perspective, mm -hmm. I set aside a day where I go to the mall. Okay. Not yes. just any mall. Uh-huh. We got to go to Galleria. Yes. We got to first colony. We, we got to find the nice places to be, right? Mm -hmm. And then we find the nice clothes. Yes. We find nice fragrances and everything. It's just something about when a man go get a haircut, it just raised the confidence level to a different See? point. When you put on some good cologne and your woman like that cologne, I promise you, you're going to feel like you're Jay-Z. Even if you got 50 cents in your pocket. <laughs> right, right, right. See, it's essential. You feel good. You set aside that one day to just shop and look and just feel good about yourself. So, I, I see that, I mean, you, you have several thousand folks following you daily yeah. uh, for the blogs that you provide. Mm -hmm. What is some of the feedback that you receive on a, on a normal basis? Predominantly, I get a lot of good feedback. Uh, when I go through... Sometimes there's uh, people, they'll, they'll try to be funny because they, they, they feel like, why you put your money into these things? But I do feel like if you work hard and, you know, I, I'm a believer in quality. So if I want something really nice, I don't see any wrong with that. So I will nicely let them know, hey, you, you don't have to watch me. Hmm. But I get great feedback. Other than that, I, even people who probably don't even like luxury items, they're just like, oh, well, I like what you ate that day. You know, so typically I get really good supportive feedback. Because I, I caught one of your vlogs, one of your more recent ones, and I mean, I'm a Houstonian, native mm -hmm. Houstonian, and I've never been to St. Louis Resort. Okay. I'm going to have to go there. See? So you put me on to something. Okay. When I saw it, when, I, when you rolled up, I thought we were in Miami someplace. Because you know. See, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I was kind of skeptical skeptical about Galveston because I haven't heard great things. Like, it, it's not as fun or, you know, things like that. But I was like, no, I'm going to find somewhere nice to stay. And that helped out. Mm -hmm. I was interested in, in hanging out. So, yeah, it was nice a hotel, huh? Mm-hmm. I mean, extremely nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, I know you also have several nonprofits that you work through. You have... High Maintenance Society. Yes. 
Could you tell us a little more about that? Definitely. High Maintenance Society is geared towards teenagers. So mainly high school. My goal is to talk about self-care, um, self-esteem, and what do you want to do once you get out of high school? What do we need to work towards to, to be an adult? Because actually, you know, a lot of people don't like school, of course. Not everyone. It's not for everyone, so to say. And I think it's realistic to let teenagers, children, anyone know that you have options. You know, you can go to those um, programs and just, you can be a beautician. You know, you turn 18, you can go to one of those schools to be a beautician, a manicurist, or whatever you would like to do. You don't just have to beat yourself up about these perfect grades. And, you know, there's other routes. If you can work with your hands, do those types of things, I'm here to set realistic goals with them so that they don't get out in life because some of them don't have guidance. A lot of them, as a woman, don't have mothers. So it's for me to mentor them down the right path. Okay, okay. So what are some of the most common things or issues that you see trending? I will say um, a lot of things that the ladies lack when I talk to them, hygiene. Okay. Um, they lack hygiene, which is, you would think, I guess, being a young lady, like, you know, it's certain things that would maybe be natural, but if it's not taught, then they really don't know. They honestly don't know that um, you should just, even when it comes to, maybe, let's say, the menstrual cycle, some really don't know what to do, what to use, and um, such things like that. So even though people will be like, well, they should know that at least, but no, they don't have a mother or guidance to, to, to tell them what they should do when it comes to things like that. They, they're just not sure. So I, I really find myself guiding them with self-care, even with just oral hygiene, you know, like, if you eat something, make sure you carry gum with you or, or mints or something because no one's going to tell you your breath stink. Nobody's going to tell you, you know, if you smell or something. They, they're they not really clear or sure on how to just check up on themselves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I take it that you're taking this from an aspect of a big sister, so yes. to speak. Yes. And how do you normally find those mentees that, that you do mentor? Well, a lot of them, um, I was working with someone and um, they were referring me. Mm -hmm. So they were referring me to come in and conduct workshops. So I conduct workshops with them. So um, every day is something different depending on how many weeks I work with them. But um, particularly we'll do self-care and try to get to the basis of uh, why do you feel the way you feel about yourself and things like that. So... Um, so yeah, that that's usually generally how just word of mouth, or even I'll reach out to say a school and just ask do they need an after school program. Things have slowed down with um, COVID, but that's usually how I kind of try to get my word out about my nonprofit. Reach out to the principal, send an email, and ask do they need anyone to to coach them or do workshops with their young ladies. So. Throughout the time that you've been doing this, has there been uh, any success stories that you would like to share? Any success stories? Um, well, I haven't yet worked with the same group of girls to see mm -hmm. anyone graduate or, or go on any further. But I will say um, I did a full month working with a group of ladies. And um, it was more of like a... Um, 
of foster homes, so some of them ran away, but it was cool to see that the same two girls were still interested in my workshop. So they were still there for the remainder of the four weeks, and they continued to be interested in in what I had to say and and I guess my advice, because I guess I do take on a big sister role. So I really believe that's why they're really comfortable with me because I don't want to judge or anything like that. So they definitely come to me. I let them be available to me. It's no, it's no cutoff. You get my email, my cell phone, because I just feel like if something happened, it would eat me up if something happened and I wasn't accessible. So they're accessible to me. So as of now, I don't have any great success stories, but I feel like for me personally, that's an accomplishment to be starting off and be doing this for about two years strong now and feeling like I accomplished, you know, someone is very interested in my program and they enjoyed it. So that's a big accomplishment for me. A huge accomplishment because, I, I mean, being the older gentleman, I've seen the generational change mm -hmm. and it's always been a need. And I know that you are fulfilling that need right now was so sorely missed. Because, I mean, hey, you even have some adults that may not look at self-care the way that you're describing. Yeah. Uh, so other than that, what future uh, projects or pursuits are you, are you working toward now? Well, um, future. What does the future hold for me? Um, I'm going on strong. I'm trying to post twice a week on YouTube. Uh, I'm really trying for that because I, I really want to get in there and um, keep creating content more of, um, on the lines of a sit down and just talk with me type of a thing about self-care. If that's, you know, the industry that I'll be in, I really want to do that. Um, create a segment for self-care on my YouTube channel. So that's, Hopefully, I can sit down and, and do that really soon. And as far as my nonprofit, I'm gonna keep striving to see to to just reach as many girls as I can. Um, it's it's very important to me. It really is. Would it be even possible to intertwine the two? To have to have something through YouTube in order to 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 gain or go into that type of attention? Because yeah. I'm pretty sure number one. Being social media, everybody's yes. watching. Yeah. And if they can definitely see you in action, mm -hmm. yes. I, I think it'll be more motivation. They yeah. might buy into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. That's a really good idea. Yeah. And then that way you cut out the middleman. You don't have to go through everybody else. They come Gotta directly the to you. Right, 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 right. And it's COVID free. <laughs> That's true, right? Right. Yeah, because definitely that kind of shut it down. So you're right. It's COVID free. Yeah. That's a good idea. Thank you. Because uh, I'm definitely, Lucretia, I got to put y'all together. Because, see, what I'm finding out hey, here. Hey, girl. What I'm finding out here, these mm -hmm. sugar scrubs, mm -hmm. I need to get some from you. Yes, yes, yes. Men and women. You got men? Men scrubs, Yes, too? you know, men, Um, y'all need all that, too. You know, your yeah. woman wants you to feel soft and everything, vice versa. Uh, not too soft. Now, oh, look. Now. Not too soft. <laughs> We'll be out. Oh my goodness! You know, it, it, you know, don't have me out here like cotton candy. Oh my goodness, you, you, you man! Don't have me out here like Tootsie Roll. No, <laughs> not Tootsie Roll. Cut <laughs> it out. Oh so, God. if the people want to find you, your YouTube, mm -hmm. your your scrubs, everything, could you please tell them? All right. So, 
my body scrubs are the name is sweetest redemption okay it's i only have an instagram for it but it's at sweetest redemption s-w-e-e-t-r-e-d-e-m-p-t-i-o-n-s sweetest redemption and misha b mackin for my youtube and my instagram those are the only two names that you'll see from me misha b mackin and sweetest redemption for my scrubs oh and i'm sorry you do have to contact me personally about my um about high maintenance society so right now there's no contact information for that except for my um other businesses so Thank you. Now, Misha, it's been a pleasure and an honor to have you here with us tonight. Uh, we're going to continue. Thank you for having we're... me. Yes. Thank you. All right. Yeah, a privilege. Thank now, you. what we're going to do, family, we're going to go to a quick commercial break, but when we return, we'll have our final illustrious guest here. You're now here with Worldviews with Ken Mills on Boss of Houston Network. Red Table Talk, the Estefans. Time to take the table to a whole new place. It's coming to Miami. Three different women, three different generations. We're loud, we're proud. Let's go. <laughs> we're talking about relationships, love, sexuality. Oh my gosh. We all know that you are fuerte. Yes, I'm a tough woman, but I'm very vulnerable. Like muchas Latinas. In order to move forward, you have to go to those places. I like boys. I like girls. I like both. Honesty will set you free. We are putting all of that on the table. Red Table Talk via Stefan's. Be a part of the conversation. Only on Facebook Watch. Now, this gentleman to my left, I mean, I can't introduce him no better. Now, I've heard of him. Yeah, I've heard of him before I even met him. Last, I, I believe it was a year and a half ago, I ran into him at a community event with, with a very uh, illustrious artist that was there, and we clicked immediately. This gentleman, he's a content creator. He's also an innovator in many different realms of entertainment. I'm bringing to you now, W.J. Perot. What's up, world? Thank you for having me, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. So just to clue everybody in, uh, you do have uh, a multitude of things that you've done over the decades from the 90s all the way to now, from music all the way to film, everything. So if you could kind of inform my audience about what you've done from the music perspective. Absolutely, absolutely. So um, just to rewind back uh -huh. to the 90s, um, for those of you that know me, know that I got my break at Rap Lot Records. <laughs> so, you know, I came in at the Lions Den over there, you know, um, where only the strong survived, you know. Um, but my man Tulo um, gave me my first job in the music business, man. He hired me as his hype man and um, me and uh, my homeboy Cedric Palmer, who y'all might know as Kool-Aid, 
We was at Stadium Bowl jigging. You know, we was cool with uh, DJ Domination, shout out. So he put us on the mic and let us freestyle, and Tulo heard me. He heard me, approached me like, hey, man, um, would you mind being my hype man for my shows? I was like, what is that? And he was like, you just basically learn my songs, and you recite them with me on stage. And I was like, y'all pay people for that? <laughs> and the rest was pretty much history for them. You know, we went on tour. Like, well, first we shot the Funky Little Brother video like that Monday. And by that Friday, we was on tour. By that Sunday, I had a check. And, you know, for a uh, 12-year-old kid, that was a big deal. Yeah, it sure was. Because I remember when they came out. Because I remember when Scarface had him on that Bring It On song. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Bring It On was on Jason's Lyric. And then it was also on that Till Death Do Us Part album. Mm -hmm. That was one of my favorite albums. Mm -hmm. So I definitely know the climate of that time. So you come from the, you come from the mud. Yes, sir. The old school. Yes, sir. All right. And I still have a lot of those principles, so that's why I kind of conduct and carry myself the way that I do. And that's why. Now I see. Mm -hmm. Now I see. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you, I, I believe you let it be known as well that you hail from the southwest part of Houston. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I can't say born and raised. I was born in Third Ward, but... Mm -hmm. Once mom got a better job and, you know, she wouldn't let me go to the yard like we was talking about <laughs> earlier, you feel me? Yeah. So, um, in that process, I ended up on the West, man, and um, met so many influential people. It's amazing the amount of talent that was on the Southwest. And to even prove it, when you look at some of the further talent that's coming out of Houston, it all tracks back to the West, baby. We had a lot of talent out here, man, a lot of talent. I do remember... So I do remember Carabana days. I remember Jamaica, Jamaica. I remember Cornbreads. I remember Oasis, which is not too far from the mm -hmm, studio. Mm -hmm. um, and then, I mean, back then, it wasn't necessarily an open mic thing. It was just basically a club. You go in there, you talk to the DJ. DJ going to let you rock, yeah. or you might do a block party. Block party is going to be one of the elders in the neighborhood yeah, that yeah. put that on uh -huh. and also put you in the game. Shout out to Presidential Records over there, man, because they kept the back of that trailer popping. Remember the trailer yeah. bed? The trailer bed? I done done the trailer bed a few times over there um, at Hearn Clark, man. So shout out to Presidential, man. All right. So moving forward uh, from music, so how did you – come from being the hype man and then go behind the board? So a lot of, when we first started touring, um, for me as a hype man and my job was so easy, mm -hmm. I didn't always get paid in cash. Sometimes I got paid in studio time. Mm -hmm. So that was my opportunity to go in and develop, which was kind of a breaking point for me because I not only, I was a songwriter, I didn't just write rap songs. So when they got out around the compound that I was writing R&B joints, the fight came along with it. Hmm. And I was that little kid that I would let you pick on me about a lot of stuff. But music was that one thing where we going to have to get some understanding. And boy, I'm telling you, I was tussling them cats <laughs> <laughs> behind my R&B songs. And um, they even more jamming here today. Hmm. Yeah. 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 So I see you went to that point, multifaceted. Now we're going to get into film. So I see your current pursuits. You have Life is Hard, Laugh It Off podcast. Now, how were you able to assemble a cast like that? And also, how were you able to come up with the premise? So uh, let me give a shout out to my boy Rakesh Jacobs um, because when I initiated the idea, 
he was the person that I was in a partnership at the time because we was creating a visual production company. So Laugh It Off wasn't the only visual product that we were working on, but just the top at the list. Um, because since I had a previous uh, relationship with working with some of the local comedians, it was just kind of hand in hand. So uh, shout out to my man Trey Love. Um, me and Trey go way back. We went to high school together, actually. Him and uh, my other homeboy, Butt Naked, who was silly. We was all silly back in school, you know. Um, but I knew Trey was a humble guy and pretty straightforward. So I entrusted the position of him going out and scouting the comedian since he was an actual comedian and already had relationships with a lot of them. Mm -hmm. I just kind of trusted that brother to, you know, be himself, and it worked. Hmm. Shout out to Buck. I see Buck every Thursday when I leave here. Crazy. Good guy. <laughs> but Trey as well. I saw Trey Tuesday. Um, and definitely shout out to him, one of the great comedians out here. So I've seen the many different guests that you've had on that come across the entire spectrum of comedy, even those that are outside of Houston, uh, L.A.-based, and what so have you. Uh, I see that you all are going to your second season now. Well, actually, we're into the fourth. Okay. Because um, we had did something during quarantine, and we're just kind of treating that like an experiment. Mm -hmm. Because, of course, with us all being homebound, there were things, you know, this little technical issues that we ran into that we didn't foresee, you know, so that was pretty much a learning experience. But um, now not only are we bringing it back, but we're making changes with the show to make it a little bit more exciting, you know what I mean? There's going to be live stand-ups now that we're going to be incorporating um, in the form of uh, visual stand-up concerts, you know what I mean? So you would still pay to enter into the concert, uh, but it'll be affordable, and then that way to all the talent involved, it opens up the medium nationally. So now instead of us just having a local focus, we're going international, baby. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. See, that's what the game was missing. Yes, sir. That's what the game was missing. I had uh, Rodney Bigham on last week, mm. and I asked him that question, what the game was missing. He said equal playing ground. Yeah, absolutely. So with that, you are creating the equal playing ground. Absolutely. And not only that, uh, when we get ready to start touring the show, I, all the all the comedians that's involved with this, I'm going to make sure get paid not only what they worth, but a little extra. Mm -hmm. Since the brand is already growing, we're going to take a lesser cut, mm -hmm. and we're going to bless the talent that we have coming through. And that's the right way to do it. Yes, sir. Uh, because, number one, what people don't understand is most comedians that you see on stage battle through everything to get to that point, point on the absolutely. stage. Absolutely. So you have depression, performance anxiety, and also self-doubt at certain points because every comedian, he may tell you something about himself that he may not come to grips with, but you laughing at it. Absolutely. absolutely. So definitely appreciate that. Yeah. That's yeah. fair. Um, so other than that, I know you all do uh, film as well. So do you have any uh, movie projects, film projects that are coming about? Absolutely. And I'm, I'm glad to make this announcement here first with you. You okay. know what I mean? So we got some breaking news going on, too. Okay. Shout out to Leo Rich. Shout out to Ray, et cetera. Uh, we're all going to be coming together to work on a motion picture together. So uh, we've already entered into the negotiations. We've talked about it. Everybody's on deck. Now it's time to work out the kinks, discuss percentages, and um, production up, baby. Shout out. Hey, and I want you in it. 
I got I got an idea for you. I want you in that thing, man. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. It's only fair. It's only fair. Y'all heard it on tape. And I wanted to shout out my comedy brothers, Leo Rich and Ray, etc. They were on the community episode last season. Mm. Good brothers. My good brothers. And I'll see and talk to y'all soon. But man, so I know you can't give the premise of the movie or anything like that. But what led y'all to, to bring this group together? Man, you know, I'm just an admirer of talent and hustle. Mm -hmm. So usually what happens for me kind of like what happened with the record label, because I don't know if you know about that. You know, I've managed the record label for the last three years. I was able to get my second artist signed further along in his career than I ever got in my own, mm. you know. Um, so in that, I really have a passion for helping people along the way, because in my beginning days, I had to take on so much alone. And had I known then what I know now, it wouldn't have took me so long to get where I was trying to go. So whenever I could see a young, fresh talent that deserves a little influence, I try to speak positively to him, brother, and steer him in the right direction. So I had been watching Leo and Ray from afar because their talent and their posture just kind of pulled me in. Like uh, Chorus DeLorean, um, when I heard her perform for the first time at the Lady Bits thing, um, she impressed me, you know, so she was somebody that I knew I just had to have on the panel and, and going forward, as you see, she's on the panel now, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So, um, just working, brother, just working and just trying to give credit and opportunity where it's due. So, what, what, what are some of the common themes that you see that entertainers go through when they're along their journey to reach that next level? Man, I'll be honest, proper preparation. You know, there's no way that you can get into a business that's so dominant and not understand what makes it tick. Like, I have a son that uh, is picking up the baton in rap, and he's an outstanding MC. Mm -hmm. But I made him earn it because I kind of already understood the odds that would be against him with just, you know, him being under his father's, you know, umbrella. So I made him put the work in. Um, as an artist, but however, on the business side of the fence, he always had me. So I tried to get him into the books and, you know, really stir him in the right direction. And he's seeing the importance of it now, where he's starting to see more people in his age group that are in ownership mm -hmm. and are able to do all the things that he's wanting to do right now. So see, life is starting to teach that harsh lesson and now he's starting to buckle down. But that's where I start with all my artists. Even when I sign an artist to my label, um, I have artist development packets, and in that packet, it breaks down what's re what's expected of the artist, um, publishing criterias, and when you need to have all your stuff filled out and turned in. You know, these are all things that matter. But I was able to develop this checklist in my own career, learning the hard way what needed to be done. Right, because I, I I I know this for a fact that most people have an aspiration to go somewhere and to be, mm -hmm. but don't understand what's in the middle. And what it takes to actually get there. Because it's not overnight. Because it's basically like every day, you have to have a routine and you have to be consistent every day. Absolutely. It had to be second nature to you. And once you get that down pat, then that's when your work ethic will drive you. Because at that point, you are already knowing what you need to do 
It's just the focus, where I need to go. And you can do that by implementing that every day. So mm-hmm. I'll give you an example. So one of, one of my barriers that I had was that, okay, it's COVID. My, my previous living situation, I didn't have a home office. So most of the time, it would be arduous for me to work or take calls or do anything with my wife being near me in the next room. Mm. So I took that out. I took that barrier. I got a a home office on a different floor. So I can go up there anytime that I want to. And then I got supreme focus. I can figure out and do everything that I want to do. So that's a message to you all. So if you do have a barrier in whatever journey that you're on, not even in entertainment, Figure out a way to take that barrier out Absolutely. so you can win. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So I, I wanted to come to you on this because we were talking about this in the green room about uh, our day coming up in Houston mm-hmm. and the present day today. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering, like, what is the current temperature of the environment in Houston from the south to the north? It just seemed like there's just too much going on and there's no direction. Let me tell you something. The friction is so thick, man, you can cut it with a knife. And then I don't know who had the bright idea of cranking back up the South versus the North beef, you know, because since they've released that film, uh, screw film, which was great, by the way. Shout out to everybody that has something to do with that. With me being from Houston, I loved it. So I, I, I love what that represented. But at the same time, ain't it funny? how us as a people, the things that we choose to get behind and infuse. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? The last thing we need right now is beefs. We're finally making leeway in the race <laughs> area of life. You know, the last thing we need to be doing is fighting each other. But um, the climate is hot, man. It's sizzling and um, everybody got to be alert and be aware. You know, I'm always talking to my people. I'm always trying to spread love and peace, but I'm also always strapped everywhere I go. You know, it's just the climate. Right, because I think it's a it's a number of things that play a part into it, and let me know if, if you agree or not. What I think in our time, we were coming out of crack era. Right. So the crack era, we had to be a little bit more self-sufficient. Right. And we still had our elders here. We still had grandma, auntie, everybody. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we still had that village. Now, with I say with the, the advent of gentrification, redistricting, moving people out, out of their bands. So mm-hmm. where you might have grew up in Third Ward in the 90s, you're now in A-League. Yeah. Or you might be near Pearland. Mm-hmm. Or you might be further west. And you further away from your village. So with that being said, there is no direction because people don't want to approach you if they don't know you. Absolutely. So there's no way for the youth to have their proper mentorship because if you think about it, most of us that live through the crack era, I still got people that still locked down in jail right now. And those would have been the powerful black men that would have been able to put a hand on them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So now what you have left, mothers raising sons, a mother can only do so much. So true, brother. So true. Yeah, my mom would talk about that all the time, you know, and uh, as crazy as this sound, she kind of entrusted me to the streets because what could she teach me about being a man? And, and her sitting me down and telling me the wrong things could have gave me the wrong element of salt right. that would all been strikes against me in the street. 
Right. You know yourself in the trade. We fought every day, baby. I ain't gonna lie, it was we used to ride our bikes to TSU to go get on that ramp and come down there. Shout out to my cousin Jason, Sean, Fat Man, I love you boys, man. I need to see y'all. But anyway, we'll go to TSU and we'll be riding our bikes down that ramp, get down that ramp, and them boys waiting on us. Everybody at the CUNY home is waiting on us. So sometimes we wouldn't go on bikes. Sometimes they used to get free lunches and stuff at TSU. So we'll walk up there to go get in the pool. Every time we walked, we had to fight to get home, bro. They never failed. Cuny Holmes was on deck. Cool, head them. Tay, how you boys doing, man? Shout me out. I'm still around. George Mayberry, my cousin. What's up, man? We used to go to all the Yates dances. See, my mama wouldn't let me go to the yard. But between St. Peter's and... Come on, but don't, don't make me get... Look, don't make me I, go there. Can I tell you something? What's that? So, okay. So, I went to Rad from 6 to 8. Sixth, sixth grade to eighth grade, but I'm originally from Fifth Ward. When uh, Ryan came to recruit me, because, you know, I was certified as an intellectual, mm -hmm. I chose Ryan because it was always something about the South that sparked me, so I went. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I was the youngest one, so I always had to duke, throw my dukes up. And, you know, I took many a loss, but then as I started getting my age and I started to get a little bit smarter, we started winning. So she was like, I'm tired of them people calling me at work. I'm going to put you in St. Peter's. Mm. Man, she took me to St. Peter. I say, no, ma'am. <laughs> but that night I went to the dance, though. You changed your mind? No, nah, but I still was like, nah, leave me over there. Yeah, yeah, leave, yeah. Leave me over yeah. there on live oak. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, what I, see, what I see now as well is back then when you looked at the streets, you understood the cause and the effect. You yes, understood sir. what was going to happen if you did this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't believe the youngsters understand what's going to happen with their actions at the end of the day. Because what I'm seeing now, I see a lot of folks, like you can look at the music, and, and, and you're a music uh, enthusiast and also an entertainer. We went from hustling music to drug using music. Oh, yeah, it's glorified. It's cool to be a dope head, yeah, and that was frowned upon when we were growing up because I remember when they said back in the day, uh, NWA used to say crack was whack or cocaine was whack. Mm -hmm. Now, M helped make that campaign cool, though. Because, you know, his first couple of projects, him and them first couple of projects were very pill-infused. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think along that movement, that made that cool. Mm. All right. That's all right. Hey, we still here. Hey, look just, here. It's, look, y'all bear with us one moment here. So We'll uh, just take this little moment right here for Chucky Trill. You know what I'm right. saying? Give that boy a few minutes because, you know, that was absolutely horrible. And all the rest of the fallen soldiers around Houston. You know, I found out later on that Fat Pat is related to me, bro. Oh, really? And you know, you have no idea how I would have loved to meet that man because... Back in the screw days, I was straight fat pat. Like, I was just fat pat. I was just fat pat, bro. Oh, really? I, yeah. That, yeah. So, I, I ain't gonna lie. And Big Mello. Yeah. Big Mello, fuck with your man. My, come on, man. Look, and uh, Sucker Free. Come on, man. See, I used to like fat pat for one reason. Because, see, I was a bigger brother back then. Yeah, me too. And, and me he too. was one of the flyest ones Big on dudes. the mic. Yes, he was. Yes, and, he was. And he had that confidence. And then when he went with Kiki, Kiki and him, they was like uh, cereal and milk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But uh, 
I tell you, the screw era, I love the screw era, but one era that I did love was Suave House. Oh, yeah. Like, they balling them JG. Them boys was putting out music, man. Yeah. I, I fell in love with Suave House because of their musical background. They was one of the first record labels to do synthesized music production that sound live. Hmm. The, the next thing that I've heard close to what Suave was doing was it was either the second or the next to last album that Rick Ross put out. The one that was kind of red and it showed all his mm -hmm. jewels and stuff. Deeper than rap. If you listen to them beats on that album, it just it, it puts me in the mind of Suave House because they went musical. Because if you think about it, T-Mix, uh, that they used to do all the production for Suave House, mm -hmm. and then Rick Ross's team that he had out there, is basically they on the same vein. Like he was using them long before. Like they had uh, Luxury Tax, uh, the first Maybach music that had mm -hmm. that same mm -hmm. sound, mm -hmm. where you had the bass, you had keyboards, and you had actual live drums that were processed to a certain point. But let me not go too technical with y'all, because <laughs> I'm a music connoisseur, and y'all know that. Um, but I mean, WJ, I gotta tell you. That film project that you just spoke of, I could just imagine. Oh, bro. I could just imagine. Just think about a modern-day Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence. Together. Together. Yeah, yeah. Together. And this is Texas-based. And, 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 and look, at what the, look at what you just said. When you look at their piece of work together, it was life. Yeah. And life is a legendary movie, bro. Like, yeah. that one there will go down in the archives, you know what I mean? I think these brothers have that kind of energy, and uh, with me being a professionalism, you know, the professionalist that I am, I'm definitely going to try to pull their best out. You know, it's just an honor that um, they respect my work ethic and will allow me the opportunity to lead in that area. You know, I, I, I take pride in that, and I vow to not let them down. You know what I'm saying? And you won't. Because you got a proven track record. And that's what we wanted to display here. Um, I mean, from the 90s to now, which is 2020, 2021. Think about that. That's over 30 years. And I'm coming back as a seasoned recording artist now. Under many faces, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. I'm getting ready to. Uh, so there's a special project getting ready to take. Shout out to my man, Tyler Cole. Like, man, we done been through so much. Marcus Jones, E. Fry. The serious mind, Ebony Jewel Entertainment merge that we had back then. These are like my people, man. Like, I got so much love for them brothers, bro, because I look back, I was a child. And I and now being an adult that have raised children, I can see how they really meant well towards me. I always spoke positive into my spirit. So they're just a part of me now. You know, wherever I go, they gotta be there. Or I'm tearing some stuff up. That's just, that's a lot for me. But uh, me and my man talk cold. We had released a song back in the day called Somebody that took off to not have social media, but it never got the real push that it deserved. So now that I'm in a different bracket and uh, you know a lot of things are going on, I'm getting ready to re-release that record. But I'm getting ready to re-record it live. And what I'm about to do is I'm going to make it a documentary where we tell the story of what happened before then you'll get to see us recording the stuff new in the lab now, working with the band and all that stuff, even until the video premieres, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Um, and then from there, I'm gonna be back touring, you know, and uh, 
You know, I, I, you mentioned something to me earlier about you seeing it, man. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to see what you're working with on that because I'm actually doing a lot more of that. A lot of my audiences, a lot of the females that knew me, I always tried to pump me up to sing more because I had the deep voice thing going on. And right. I'm like, well, I don't want to do Barry. Like Barry, cool, but, but I done found my niche, man. And um, I think all y'all gonna be surprised to see me on stage, man. Well, I put it like this. You know, I used to be a deacon in church, and I used to sing for devotion. Uh-uh. And I used to sing up there. And you find um, out you can lay hands on something. They say, they say I sound like Johnny Taylor, brother. Oh, that's all right, not though. The other brother, not that brother. <laughs> I used to sing so low that they couldn't hear me. Oh, man. People so bills, man. But, no, for real, though, uh, my wife is a talented singer. Shout out to her, but... Uh, no. I admire I, y'all too, bro. I be seeing y'all <laughs> posts and that's what I'm after right now, man. You know, hopefully me and the little woman will be able to get our thing together one day. It's like this. Just like the same amount of work that you put into your entertainment, mm-hmm. you have to put twice the work into that because the entertainment is a dream. Mm-hmm. The actual person is an actual living and breathing thing. Mm-hmm. So it's something that you can't necessarily control. So what you have to do, you have to be forward-thinking and proactive. And then also keep in mind that everybody ain't going to think the same way that you do. So you have to do certain things as contingencies just in case. Mm. Just in case. And always let them know and communicate to them how you truly feel. Wow. And how never come been married? Uh, we've been married. This will be our fourth year in November. Wow. That's all right, man. I pray God continue to bless y'all union, man. That's all right, brother. Man, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Look, because I ain't going to do nothing wrong, I promise. <laughs> See, that's a happy man. When a man talk like that, he want to go home. You feel me? Hey, because look, I tell you like this. See, I tell jokes. I start to learn to be careful how I tell my jokes around my mm. Because, you know, sometimes it's cool for everybody, but it ain't cool for your house. Wow. I hear you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just like you're an entertainer. Some things that you may sing about. Mm. See, because I wonder if ZZ Hill ever had a problem with cheating in the next room. Mm. Mm. But, yeah, man, it was an honor and a privilege to have you on and to have this discussion with you. Thank you, my brother. Now, look, tell the people how they can find you, how they can follow uh, Life is Hard, Laugh It Off, and all your other ventures. So, um, Life is Hard, Laugh It Off is the brand name for that podcast, so you can pretty much enter it into your search field anywhere, and you'll pretty much find us on the platforms that we're on for now. Right now, it's currently Facebook and YouTube, but however, that's going to be growing very, very soon, so just stay tuned and we'll keep you abrupt. As far as the Many Faces campaign, uh, I am on the panelists, or one of the panelists on Laugh It Off, so you'll see me there. Um, but there are going to be a lot of ads that's ab- that it's about to start running about the documentary. So you can either Google me, M-A-N-Y-F-A-C-E-Z, um, and the rest is stay tuned. You can't miss me. I'm here. All right. Ken also have access to me. If y'all can't find me directly and want to find me, you could always reach out to Brother Ken, and I'm sure he'll link us up. And if you mean business. And that's definitely right, because I am a buff, and I do. Look, so I'll tell y'all this. Everybody that comes onto this show, we support wholeheartedly. World of Comedy 5 Entertainment, as well as Worldviews with Ken Mills, supports everything that we produce, everybody that we come on. 
Um, I'm a personal fan of everyone's content that has been on this platform. Wow. So I've been following you guys. I continue to do so, and we'll continue on. So if you do want to reach out to him through me, just remember it will be vetted before it reach him. Absolutely. Appreciate that, bro. Appreciate that. Because, I mean, hey, I'm busy. He busy. Everybody busy. But at the same time, I'm a real person, and I understand what it means in order for you to grow, you're going to have to build that proper network. Absolutely. All right. So what we're going to do, guys, we're going to come back after this quick commercial break. We're going to have a few parting shots. Yeah, I might want to stay tuned. Ken Mills here with World Views on Boss Up Houston Network. Wanna be a boss? You're watching Boss Up Houston Network. It's Boss Up Houston, where we look up, stay up, and boss up. is now offering an extra 15% credit on car and motorcycle policies. Okay. That's 15% on top of what Geico could already save you. So what are you waiting for? DJ Khaled to be your motivational coach? Yo, Devin, remember the brush in a circle motion. Thank you, DJ Khaled. Tiny circles, Devin. Do another one. Another one. Is this good? Put in that word, Devin. Don't give up. Geico. Save an extra 15% when you switch by October 7th. Don't play yourself. Welcome back, y'all. Now, tonight, as you saw, this was one of the most beautiful shows that we've done here. We, talk, we talked and we also touched on influence. So I told y'all before what the definition of influence that we will use here. So I even go even more in-depth with it. We had Misha B. Mackin come on. She went in-depth about self-care, also hygiene, and also taking care of yourself living your best life, and that she truly does. If you tune into her on her vlogs, you'll see it all. One thing that I was able to get from it is, look, in order for you to have the proper confidence and the proper feeling about yourself and how you want to be, you gotta take care of yourself, and that comes from physical and mental, and she's definitely doing that. She's helping out the young, the young women that are coming up that are burgeoning uh, through her nonprofit and also daily on her vlog. So salute to her. Then we had W.J. Perot, better known as Many Faces. He took you through his history through Houston music scene, also through film and entertainment. He also gave us one of the, one of the greatest uh, breakdowns here. Uh, shout out to Leo and, and Ray. Y'all going to do well. 
And I'm going to be there for it. I endorse and I appreciate that. Now, one thing that we did touch on when he talked about influence was the influence of strong male figures in our personal lives. As we being more tenured uh, African-American men, we came up through the 90s, there were men there. We didn't judge them. Yeah, they may have did things in the street. We didn't judge them because they were the ones to give us sage wisdom. You can always learn more from a sinner than a saint. And I live by that creed. So as we move along and as we see things in the environment, don't be afraid of our youth. What we need to do is go out there and let them know that we understand them because they're mis they misunderstood and misguided at this point. That's the only way that we can stop the violence. Everyone wants to talk about what's wrong with rap, what's wrong with this, what's wrong with that, but have we done anything to curtail it? Have we been able to help? Have you seen a young brother with his pants down and not come to him and scold him, but show him a better way? Or even offer a number. Have you come across a young man that needed some help? Did you shun him and turn him away? Or did you allow yourself to give a little insight and also give your information so they can get in contact with you? That's what we need to do now. We need to start looking at influence. Like, number one, if we're on social media and we have this content, let it be of some level of substance. That's what we do here on Worldviews with Ken Mills. We bring substance. We bring community topics and everything that is essential to our existence right here on display. And we also bring those that are boots on the ground in the Houston area and abroad here to tell you what's actually going on. Because that part is missing because of COVID. Everyone's at home. Everyone's secluded. We want to bring that forward. Next week, we're going to have a marvelous show where we're going to do just that. We're going to bring in a number of community leaders and also some politicians, and we're going to have a lively discussion here. So I need for y'all to tune in. Everyone, like I always say, open your mind, open your hearts, and stay safe out there. Ken Mills with Worldviews, definitely love and thank you for your support. Subscribe, like, share this if you will. We'll be back to you next week on the 25th.